Hi, it's Natasha. And Khalil. We are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 58th episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, to you, the world, and nothing is off the table. In this episode, we're talking all about what the real impact of video gaming is. However, before we dive deep into the subject, I have a couple of questions to ask. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and all the other platforms that we're on? If you want to know where we're at, guys, go to WokenFree.com and you'll see all the platforms that we're on and all the platforms that you can follow us on. Next, have you shared an episode with friends and families and strangers? If not, I think this is a good episode, guys. Share, share, share. Next, have you talked to us on social media? If not, and you'd like to engage with us, you can easily find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Woken Free. And then lastly, we're always looking for reviews of our show. So if you listen to an episode like this one and you'd like to review the show, again, go to WokenFree.com, pick whatever platform that you want to review us on, whether it be iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and all the other platforms. Feel free. We greatly appreciate your feedback and your thoughts. Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, we shared what's one food you thought you would hate but ended up loving. This week, we're sharing what do you drink in the afternoon if you're feeling really tired? Okay, so that's a really interesting question. I would say first, uh, probably a wine cooler so that I could just officially conk out. But Smart. Yeah, exactly. You know, living the dream here. If I actually want to stay awake, like probably right now, I will probably hit up some lemon ginger tea or my favorite Jamaican mint peppermint tea. And you? I just go to my easy peasy yerba mate tea. Mm, that sounds extremely disgusting. No, it doesn't. Sounds really good as antioxidants sounds, mm. and as energy bursting uh, nutrients in there. It just sounds like something Chewbacca would drink. Okay. Definitely <laughs> not. Definitely not. Uh, something cool that you wish you could drink every amazing. day. That's amazing. No, I don't know. No, I, no I'm good. But <laughs> we digress, guys. Well, at least tea is the common ground here. Word. Indeed, indeed. Okay. So let's get to uh, what we're talking about today, which is all about video games and uh, the real impact that it has on our society. So first question out the gate is what should people know about video games? Well, one thing is that it's a large growing industry and people may not realize it, but Video games are making lots of money, so it's actually really profitable. Mm -hmm. Just look at the mobile gaming industry. According to Media Kicks, it was $50 billion, which was half of all of the global gaming revenue in 2017. Mm. But that also actually beat the worldwide box office, you know, movies around the globe, by over $10 billion. So mm. it looks like just mobile game, just the mobile gaming industry alone is making more money than the movie industry. So that's just something to think about. 
That's incredible, actually, if you really think about it, because the amount of movies that are produced every single year for video, like just for phone games <laughs> to be topping yeah. a world box office, that's actually really remarkable. But And that uh, doesn't even, that you don't even look at a return on. Touch the other on, types of games. Oh, yeah. But yeah, besides that, but even look at the return on investment. These movies have really super huge budgets. These games True. may have just like $250,000 budget and they True. can make millions and millions. So the return on investment is very high here. Yeah, I mean, according to Wii PC, the video games market is expected to be worth over 90 billion US dollars by 2020, which from that's nearly uh 78.61 billion in 2017. So up uh, yeah. uh so that's nuts. <laughs> then also there were more than 2.5 billion video gamers from all over the world. Uh, this is reported by the European Mobile Game Market in 2016. That's that that statistics funny because it's probably a lot more. Probably. If you just consider mobile it games. It depends on how again, how did you, how you count, count that, for yeah. who reported whether they're a gamer? Like I play more, phone video games, but I've never told anyone that. So I, I think everybody <laughs> with a smartphone has played a game. Now how yeah. consistent that is, I don't know, but even if you took half a smartphone users, that's gonna be more than that number there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then 80% of the total video games industry's 36 billion US dollars revenue in 2017 belongs to software sales. And that's uh, reported by Entertainment Software Association NPD Group 2017. And as always, guys, all research can be found on Woke and Free. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't. that's crazy that even 20% is making money from the, I guess they're saying the hardware sales of video game. And if you don't know... Uh, what's meant by hardware sales um, that would mean the game systems the um graphics cards i don't know if they count phones in that but usually the game systems actually don't make that much money so that's that's interesting that it's even 20 percent. i thought it would have been less of that money uh -huh. i thought it'd been even less but i guess it has to account for something because you got to put some money up to buy the systems and just the game consoles. And just to clarify, that's WokenFree.com, guys, the website. So you guys can get these numbers to see for yourself. Well, what's the verdict? Are video games good or bad for people? we got to ask this old, yeah. old question that likes to pop up its ugly head time and time again. So I think there's a lot to go through here. So let's take it one step by at a time. I found a really, like in-depth article on Business Insider, which again, on WokenFree.com, you guys can see it and read it for yourself and uh, kind of go through and see what you think. So they they mentioned many different things that people are constantly talking about, talk about, so let's go through it. Video games are not the cause of violent or criminal behavior. Agree or disagree? Uh, obviously not. Yeah, yep, as, as cited in this article. Many of the people involved in mass shooting incidents seem to be less interested in violent video games than their peers, which I don't think the average person knows. Yeah. Uh, they also, in the article, mentioned that the release of games like Grand Theft Auto, which, again, if you don't know, click on WokenFree.com to see what that's about. Uh, that didn't really seem to increase crime rates. Uh, may do the opposite. Does, wow. that, does that surprise you? It'll actually lower the crime rate. <laughs> yeah. That's... Well, it's because you get to get, yeah, I get you, you get your kind of like uh, fix from the game, uh -huh, I guess. So uh -huh. it's like, you're not going to even think to do that in real life. 
Yeah, I think that people automatically assume that whatever you do virtually incites you to do in reality, and that may not be true. You might do really wild behavioral activities in a game that you wouldn't ever dare do in real life, and because you've done it in the virtual game, you've kind of worked out that tension and that interesting deviance that you may have but i again i think it's too hard to generalize everyone i played grand theft auto uh and yes i'm a, vir a virtuous person but still you know i i feel like you everyone can have fun and and leave it to the virtual world it doesn't cross over it's not like that movie virtuosity i think it's called oh with uh, another level there with remember denzel and was it Ru Russell, Russell Crowe, I believe? And he he is a virtual game, and then he comes into the life, and then he's, like, killing people, and he's and he's made up of, like, oh, a 1,200 criminal thing. minds. Yeah, it doesn't... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now I remember, yeah, I remember I, you only showed me... Yeah, I, I hadn't seen that when it first came out. I didn't even know about that movie. Yeah, exactly. I'll you actually... Me, yeah. You'll find that. I remember. That, I'll share that. We'll share that on WokenFree.com so you guys can see what I'm talking about. But it, it, it doesn't work that way. Uh, another uh, kind of tidbit to think about in, as from the Business Insider article is that some studies link playing violent video games to slight increases in aggression, though aggression is not the same thing as violence, while other studies have found no link between game violence and violent or <laughs> exactly. aggressive thoughts. Some researchers like APA member Chris Ferguson have even disputed findings connecting games to aggression, saying many of these studies that drew such connections add methodological problems. But either way, aggressive behavior is not the same as violence. So even if someone does develop more aggressive tendencies, doesn't make them a murderer. It <laughs> doesn't make them uh, a, a robber, right? It, it's it's different. Thoughts? Yeah, the, it's... It's, how could you make that connection? I don't, I don't know. I question it. I think that's a funding thing again. It's like, because that's what happened originally when these first violent video games came out. Like the prime example of the, or the first game that came out that was really violent was Mortal Kombat. And they got all these, you know, these politicians got involved and they were campaigning and they decided to use that as their kind of like their campaign trail point. It was like, video games are violent. We must have some control. So I don't think these... I don't think all these studies that actually drew the connection with aggression, I don't think they were just, like, out of nowhere. I think they probably were tied to a political campaign, and that's how they came up with these findings. Because that's... Come on, let's really think about it. The video games are the cause of the aggression. Then every single person that plays a game is going to become aggressive from playing a game. I mean, mm -hmm. it's, it's way too far open. And then also the types of games, because not all games are as violent as the others. It's not a... This is not like a simple kind of study you can actually perform and make an easy conclusion because some games are more realistic than others. Some are less realistic and mm -hmm. some people aren't experiencing all the same scenes as other because games can change depending on how you play it. So I, I don't know. It's hard to really make that kind of tie to games and just say games are violent games are aggressive because even of the violent games, they're not the same and not everybody has the same experience. 
Yeah, exactly. So Woken Free Nation, if you happen to be in the gaming industry, maybe you are a part of making or developing games, maybe you're a researcher that looks into this, we want to hear from you. So if you can go to WokenFree.com and hit us up on our Contact Us page, we would love to actually, you know, have this be an ongoing conversation because I think it's something that really does come up over and over and over again because yeah. people are looking for a scapegoat to understand why people are so damn bad sometimes. <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, sometimes it's just a person, right? Sometimes some people don't want to do the right thing, right? Are, are, is everyone living their best life? Is everyone choosing to be the best version of themselves? No. And then if that's the case, let's try to keep it real. Let's keep it 100 and call a spade a spade, not be like, oh, okay, video games are over there. Let's blame them. What about sports? Doesn't Can't that cause aggression? Contact sports? I mean, it's just like that. As does steroids, Great. yeah. All right, that's a little... Now you're just jumping onto something completely different. We're not talking about drugs. We're talking about things that aren't chemically induced. That make its from way the outside. into sports and other industries. Well, so you, it, that's what I'm saying. It's hard to isolate. Scientifically, it's hard to drunk, test things. A drunk gamer is really aggressive towards the other drunk gamer. Yes. When you play in a heated we battle are. with Mario Kart... <laughs> A very heated battle of Mar Mario Kart or drunken Mario Kart will definitely get some aggression. And that is not a violent game either, so come on. Visit a college campus. Oh, so there you go. You, guess what? You just solved all those studies. So the problem was, is all those kids were drunk during the study. Amazing. Classic. Classic. <laughs> no, you just figured it out. You figured out why their studies were flawed. Nice. There you go, studies. Take that. Moving on. <laughs> So another, there's so much in this article, guys. I was like, whoa, this is okay. So let's keep it moving. The World Health Organization recently decided to add the gaming disorder to its list of mental health conditions <laughs> in the update of the International Classification of Diseases, ICD, which was released in June 28, uh, June uh, 18. And the definition of the condition states that Gaming behavior could be a disorder if it meets three characteristics. If a person loses control over their gaming habits, if they start to prioritize gaming over many other interests or activities, and if they continue playing despite clear negative consequences. This would put gaming on a similar level as other behaviors that can become problematic if people lose control over them. Though the concept of behavioral addiction is controversial in the first place, some researchers are uncertain about calling gaming addictive since problematic gaming may in some cases serve as a dysfunctional coping mechanism for people struggling with depression or anxiety. That's quite a bit. What are your thoughts? <laughs> so they're trying to determine if the person's just depressed or are they actually addicted to the games? So, yeah, so this that's, is like when the mom disputed. leaves and is like, honey, you know, take out the trash, da 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 and the child is sitting for 18 hours straight <laughs> playing a first shooter game, right? Like, is the kid, is has that person lost control of their life, essentially, <laughs> in the virtual world? Or are they, right? Like, so... They have, but you can't, mm -hmm. I mean, to blame the game is kind of funny. I think it's the person mm. that's using the game as that tool. Because they, mm. they can be addicted to anything, right? And, exactly. And not something that's come out, like, 
not exactly. an outer chemical cause. They can just be addicted to freaking just washing your hands. Some people have yeah. that. Some people have a germophobia. They got to continuously wash your hands. They're addicted to that. But I don't blame the action of washing your hands saying it's an yeah. addictive thing. That person is just addicted to doing that. Exactly. That's where I think the games fall. It's the individual people are just using that as their way out. Yeah, it's kind of like they have a dysfunction and they're just addicted to that one action. But that action itself to say it's addictive, I don't know. I mean, of course, this is only like anecdotal evidence, but I could just put down the game when I'm done and I, I, I don't have to play it for weeks. Like, it's not like, uh oh, if I don't get that fixed, I'm going to start breaking out in hot sweats and I'm going to just exactly. go insane. Like, I don't know. I think you can, you can put, you can actually stop playing video games and not, you know, become destroyed from it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that there, I mean, there, so it's interesting, physically, yes, I think it's difficult to say you're addicted, you could be addicted to a video game, mentally, I think that people find art, Pete can be obsessive, compulsive, right, I, even my own narrative, I will find certain video games, and if I love it, I'll just play for like four or five hours, and then I, as you know, I have to like finish the game, right, and, but that's because I'm mentally choosing to like, want to get through this and not want to do anything until I finish X, right? But that is a choice that I'm making yeah, and I'm in, I'm indulging and I'm using the game as a mechanism to feed that indulgence. But is the game itself creating the indulgence inside of me? No. So again, I think the, the, the summary there would be that we as people have to take ownership of <laughs> our lives. What? <laughs> yeah, say what? Yeah, guys, we've got to figure out when we're being a jackass or when other things are completely uncontrollable. And here, it's like you said, can I put down the controller? Put down the phone. Step away from the computer. Yeah. Step away from be taken, the device. It can be taken <laughs> from you without you going to, into withdrawal. That's the yeah, key thing. Yeah, you're not going to itch. It's all like they got it. Now they got to yeah. inject Mario into your bloodstream. Then, yeah, the, then you're addicted. If Mario has to make his way in there along with Bowser, then yeah, there's some issues here. You're addicted. Because why you have to be injected with Pokemon? Like, that's some crazy stuff. Mm. But that's not what's happening. If you take the game away, yeah. The person that is quote unquote addicted is going to be mad, but they're not going to like die from it. They're not going to get, are they going to get sick from it? No. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It's, it's games. They can take a break. Exactly. And you know, I remember the craze, which I believe is still going on with the Pokemon Go, where I'm, I'm not pr familiar with the whole Pokemon world. So please forgive me, Woken uh -oh. Nation. Uh, I just, you know, I didn't... That wasn't... I mean, I remember when people were playing it and talking about it, but it wasn't something that I was obsessed about. And, you missed out on that that craze addiction, right? Yeah. Addiction. But I mean, recently, though, weren't people, like, walking into cars and buildings trying to find the Pokemon of choice that was popping up on their phone map or something? Walking into minefields, yep. Doing all, smart, all sorts of yeah, smart so, things. Yeah, so, again, that could have been solved by putting down the phone <laughs> and choosing not to engage. Not that I'm coming after Pokemon Go. I'm just saying, like, let's, again, where does the ownership lie? With you or with the inanimate uh, phone that you're using to play the game, right? So thinking, I think when you think about addiction, you think about, like, kind of like what you're saying, what are the lasting effects? What are the emotional and biological triggers that are happening in your body when you have something like, uh, 
what is that? Uh, like cocaine or or heroin, heroin or methadone or oxycodone, right? Like or opiates. Those things create chemical situations in your body that are then triggering you to you ha- you can't but have to do this. Uh, is that the same thing as a video game? I mm. Mm, I don't think it's on that. Same <laughs> it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not a drug. That's the thing. It's, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't send you into withdrawal if you don't get it. It does just doesn't. Even mm-hmm. if mentally it makes you upset or depressed for days, technically you probably were in a state of depression and you were just covering it with the video like games. Like a mechanism, like it was saying. Yeah, yeah, the video games covered your depression. That's all it's doing. But again, I do think because of how pervasive this space is going to continue to be, maybe more studies should be done. Maybe we should, but I think that we shouldn't be using video games as a way to try Scapegoat. to... Yeah, <laughs> if people are messing up, they're messing up, guys. <laughs> now, a couple more factors that I thought were interesting from this business insider article which you can find on wokenfree.com kids who play sports video games are more likely to play sports studies show that the more time kids and adults spend in front of screens playing games or watching tv the more likely they are to be overweight or obese and i do have to add my personal note which is again ownership in you choosing to sit for 18 hours is most likely being a part of the issue of you having weight control issues not the game the game didn't say don't move or don't watch your nutritional things or you pay attention to genetics right so again there's a lot that goes into overgoing getting you could you could be a workaholic and be having obese or overweight issues because you refuse to move your body it's it's not about uh the game itself but uh, that to more on that, I guess. And, <laughs> uh, and you can read more in the article on WokenFree.com. Also, there's uh, some links between video game playing and creativity, which I thought was interesting, right? And then also some positives. Playing games can help people relax, feel better, trigger positive emotional responses. Researchers have used video game technologies like virtual reality to help people recover from PTSD, get over phobias, and learn to manage drug addiction. And then lastly, the psychological effects of video games might vary depending upon how much you play. And to add to that, I would say depending upon also what you play. Remember when we were playing like Animal Farm? It's a totally different game than uh, Mario. uh, uh, Is it Mario Party? Or or the well, what game are you talking about? What's the or the Mario Kart Mario Kart, and then there's the other one that something party that we used to play, the where that we it would be the Mario and princess that would play the party and they would be on. Is it on a board board game? No, it it's a, you don't. You just asked me about it. Remember, it was the party game. It's well, that's the, Ma- I mean, but that's that takes place on a board. You roll the dice. Yeah, and you move around a board a and you play board, mini games. Though, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's Mario Party. Yeah, Mario Party. And, and the new see, one I knew just that came was out. What it was called. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the Super Mario so, Party is the latest. Okay, so, so yeah, I'm giving so. a little advertisement for that. Good. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out, guys. And then also, what's it? Spider Man, right? The yeah. Batman. There's so many different games that one could play that it, it really. I think. I think this. The overall summary to the question of uh, what is the verdict? I think the verdict is. What kind of person are you <laughs> and what type of relationship are you going to develop with video games? The video game is not a person. The video game is not playing itself. You are. So what are you going to do to determine whether this is going to be good or bad in your life? Now, the other two things that I don't, I guess you didn't see it in your research and 
I just heard this. This was just mentioned like on the news, so I don't actually have this information here. But actually, game. There's two other benefits of gaming too, or that some research has shown is that it actually improves problem solving skills in people. Now I don't know they what games. I don't know what games well, they're playing, yeah. but there's certain games that make you think. You know, you have to solve these puzzles. There are a lot yeah, of games like absolutely. that. A lot yeah. of games will incorporate that. So I guess yeah, that can make you a better problem solver. And then also just I mean naturally it improves your hand eye coordination. Yep. Because mm-hmm. and that people can that that's you can make that. Um, kind of like deduction just by looking at games because look your eyes have to move around the screen and Absolutely. take in all this information and then you have to put input in to control what's going in on 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 the screen so that makes sense too. those those two extra like uh fringe benefits of gaming Absolutely. The more games you play that require problem solving, how could that be a bad thing, right? We're, we're going to tell people, no, 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 you shouldn't be able to problem solve in your life. Like, of course, you, <laughs> problem solving is a good thing. And there are a lot of different games and fun games and educational games that do this. So overall, parents listening, uh, children listening. I think hey. games are. I think yeah. they're. I think they're overwhelmingly. I think. I think it goes more pro than con. I think is how I would say. Like they've the even. Final they've answer. created a. They created a freaking um a race a race car driver from this uh wow. this person that just was so good at the game. They had a contest and whoever won got to get trained professionally to drive on a course. Very cool. And this person went on to win like championships. This gamer wow. like in real life he was racing real cars. Well, yeah, and we didn't even go through all of that. So, and that's, it, I mean, that's pretty amazing. But Just from like virtual a, gaming, he was able to transition to real-life racing. That's well, pretty yeah. astonishing. I mean, ultimately, I mean, we're not necessarily addressing that in this episode, but there's a whole industry for which you can get a job in the space. You can become a gamer, a professional gamer, get paid to it. You can develop games. I mean, there's the, there's a whole industry, right, that we talked about earlier for which the like from a financial perspective could be very lucrative to you. So yes, games rock. If you're not on board, you you're on the wrong train, baby. <laughs> now, what would you say is missing from the video gaming world? Well, if you get into like the really heavy topics, I think a lot of games don't get too deep into it. There's not really critiques on like race, gender, sexual orientation politics or religion you know these topics they get touched on sometimes but they just never go into depth they never like fully handle that and then there's some indie gamers that or indie uh, developers that kind of get into that they might base a game around the subject but it's never to like the general public it's kind of like we know nobody really hears of that (laughs) just like a, a small subset of people know that type of game even existed but these big blockbuster games yeah they've very rarely just a little bit touch on it, but never too deeply get into those heavy topics. Yeah, I agree with you. I think for me, it comes down to two main things. First, uh, diverse and real representation of people, which you mentioned. I think as a very uh, diverse and dynamic person, to me, I would love to look at a phone game or even a game on PlayStation or something like that and be able to play a character that looked like me that was, uh, that, that, and, and I know you can, I know you can create these avatars, but they're not really, excuse me. I'm naming games that you can do exactly what you're saying. But they don't necessarily, I mean, the skin isn't always right or they're, or the features aren't always. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I've never played a game where I was able to really fully divide, like, create myself. I mean, if there, if oh, you that want to exists, realistically then, look like you? Yeah, I wanted to like realistically look like me. But okay, well, maybe that's on me. I have to explore. I have to explore more games. Uh, I'll add that. Would to you my, want that in every game? Though is the question. They don't have that in every. I game. I think representation is key. I think if you're gonna if you're gonna have people play games, it's important for people to be able to see themselves. And so even maybe, if that changes the whole story of the game. Because what if you put yourself in it and then it doesn't... All the other characters are the same and the situation doesn't go as you would think it would go. Well, no, I'm saying it needs to be a part integrated with the structure of the game, right? So then the story might change then. Like, if they threw you into, like, a small middle... A small town in the east. (laughs) It's a suggestion. It's not a requirement. All right. I'm just saying for me, I enjoy games where I can feel represented in the game. Whether other people agree or not, y'all tell us. Holler at us, tell us on Woken Free Nation if you agree with me or if you're on the mindset of Khalil, which is I think you're hinting to it's not a necessity in every plat- platform, but if that's true, you well, know, so I'm just I'm, I'm just saying you can do it, but I don't think every game needs it. It's like it's like in movies, you can Movies sometimes are diverse, sometimes they're not, but, I mean, it, it really depends on the story, I think. Sometimes it doesn't, if it doesn't affect the story at all, then yeah, do it, but it's kind of like, if you're trying to have a, a game and it's all about women, then you throw this one guy in there, I don't know, to me that throws off everything. Maybe, but then one could argue, I mean, again, when when is diversity a bad thing, right? So it, it goes both ways, I think it's, I understand what you're saying, there's some things where if I want to play a game and yeah, if it was like feminism and all about women then yeah i wouldn't want a male character in there but then again a male who wants to play that game might be offended by that so it it, you have to figure out the game developers have to kind of make that decision and rock with it and whatever it is is what it will be there will always be a tribe for something right you will always find people who will engage and support something so yeah there's that and then next i was thinking about the idea and you know maybe this is a little too out there, but I was, I would be interested in games that are integrated with our average day life in the sense of like, as a content creator, as a public speaker, I would love to be doing things that were, maybe I was, maybe I wanted to practice a speech I was doing or a presentation and maybe I could do it in a game-like format and then the work, like at the end of it, it got turned into some type of creative or some type of thing that I could share on Pinterest, on Facebook or some type of way where my, where gaming could be a part of the average day social media that I'm creating. The Like just... Yeah, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense to you. But... I understand what you're saying. To me, this is a really good idea, okay. and I, I'm I'm mad that you know no one's really taken advantage of this. They, you you get little things like mm-hmm. so. There's sometimes you have like a sweepstake, and it's like click on all these you know logos, and then you'll be entered yeah. that many times into the contest. So they do stuff like that, but. Just imagine if it was integrated into your your factory job. But maybe maybe the tech's not there, but it's kind of like you have to get this package to a certain location, but if you did it as a game, maybe it's more it you know it's it, it makes it yeah, more fun. Yeah, I think to that do would it. be really fun. If they they, yeah. if they made it more game oriented. Maybe they put on goggles and you can see these like enemies that you got to like run towards and chase them out of the factory. I think and as you're chasing fun, them, yeah. you're actually going to the right spot to put the box in a location. But see that that would require everybody to get these AR goggles, but I think productivity would go up like tenfold if it was like everything was treated like a game and you competed for scores. I mean, it's and then you could do something with those points and like I think it would. 
would be really interesting. Yeah, like same thing, like I like to drive a lot. It'd be kind of cool where the more miles I logged in my car then got sent to the system and then, you know, I was able to play mini games or whatever on my downtime, get more points. I could order things with these points. Like it would just be cool if like your life was integrated with gaming in that sense. But yeah, that's an open market, and it's. I think it's going to be ex- dot dot dot. It's going to be explored a lot more. I think it's going to come into play a lot more when the AR like headsets become more mainstream. When the price comes down, and okay. you can just pick it up in Walmart. Once it's like that, then I think you'll get more developers that are like, oh, the tech is there, so let's make the games. Because I think the gotcha. problem now is the developers are just scared to invest time and money into making a game. And then nobody buys it. That's the thing. Or okay. no company buys this game that can help their workforce. It, it, that's the biggest concern is that it actually gets used and paid for. All right. Well, developers listening. Hey, Woken Free Nation. If you guys are interested in what we're talking about, let's have that conversation. And uh, let's, if, if this is also, this is kind of an interesting segue into another type of subject. So if you guys are interested in having an episode more about like, gaming ideas and things like that you have to tell us on wokenfree.com you have to share on this episode in the comment section what would you like to talk about that more and let us know so that we can incorporate that in our schedule you are now listening to woken free a podcast that gets real and personal now with gaming if you were new to the to the street which i feel like i'm definitely new to this this uh <laughs> little world here uh how would Partially. you well, i mean yeah i mean i've been playing games with you primarily because i yeah. grew up and in my household, I was told games are bad. This is and ridiculous. so that was classic mistakes. <laughs> but fortunately, since college, I was able to, you know, meet you and, and you exposed me to the world. And I, I haven't done everything, guys. And I'm not, I would never call myself a gamer. You are uh, a gamer. I, I, I enjoy games and I'm a newbie <laughs> to it, I would say. But yeah. for other people, how would you recommend that they get started in the space? Now, traditional gamers, they're going to be a little bit upset because I'm going to say that phone games are the best way to get started. Your phone is glued to your hand 24-7, and there's also a lot of free games to whet your appetite. So it's the the cheapest, it's the easiest, and it's the most available way to get started. But if you want to start like the traditional game method, I'd say you buy Game Boy, the original, the original brick, and play Tetris. Oh, wow. <laughs> if you, oh, you want to be traditional about it, like just to get the, the old school feel of what is the original game defining system, mm. you could start with that. But realistically, you, you're going to start with your phone because you could download Tetris on your phone if you want to play like the original phenom- like hit phenomenal game. Interesting. So, yeah, it's kind of like, do you want to be a truist or a modernist uh, when it comes to this space? I actually agree with you personally, I think, because if you're going to if you're going to explore a new space, then you should do it in a way that works for you. That's low, low uh, conflict or low barriers to entry. And that's really, yeah, your phone, your phone is with you. There are a lot of free games. And what I have found over the years of playing games is I think the key to gaming is you have to find the games that speak to you the most. I love games that uh, show characters that are 
large in perspective. I <laughs> I personally don't like squinting and being oh, like, come on now. is that a purse? What is that? Like, I, I like to see, again, I like clarity. I like representation. So I like, I, I love fashion. Oh, so if I'm going to watch something or play something, I want everything to be crystal clear, high resolution, and I want big images. How are you going to fit all the, the people on the screen? How are you going to play well, football? Well, I mean, unfortunately, they're How are you going to play soccer? How are you going to play basketball? Well, so I'm not a sports person. Sorry, Woken Free Nation. Uh, I like to play that. I, well, I do want to play that. Uh, that is it. And Ma- Mario Tennis. No, the and the the two K game, the basketball. What's a classic basketball game? I want to call it a classic, but are you talking NBA two K? Yes, yes, because Michael I mean, B. Jordan has a version. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good reason. Hello, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> oh no. Always, always, always supporting him. <laughs> ay, caramba. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, you never know. He might be listening. You never ay, know. Ay, 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 Dios mío. <laughs> okay, sir. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> So there's that, but I just, I, and also I will, what I was mentioning before I mentioned that was the tall tale games. Telltale. Telltale. What? Say it. Telltale. Telltale? Yeah. (laughs) They made it like that purposely. Uh, Okay. Telltale. I can't with you. (laughs) You gotta say it fast. It's a partial tongue twister. Yeah, no, that's too much for me right now. So they're unfortunately closing up shop, right? Yep. So though they really actually were the developers of games that I really that really spoke to me, and I like games where you can choose responses with people. I like again, right? I'm a communicator. I'm constantly talking, so I want games that are around communication. That that's my love language. That's what I love to do. I love communication. So uh, that those are the games that speak the most to me. So I would say if you're new to this space, try to explore and find games that match what you're looking for are you looking to shoot a bunch of people and that's what you want to do in your games and if so then find those games if you're like they found that already Fortnite. yeah yeah (laughs) so if you're into the football sunday night football and you're like i just want to like throw a ball and run and couch things right wow it's a little bit more than that but (laughs) i guess that's the sum of it yeah like (laughs) i I wouldn't have a clue what you do on that so (laughs) choose your plays yeah sure okay (laughs) (laughs) if that's like your thing build your fantasy team yeah exactly why not and then (laughs) if you're if you're the person who likes strategy or building something maybe you you build you do those games maybe you're sims and you like to take care of someone or and or just dance and make weird noise then (laughs) right so find the games that speak to you and what you're looking for and and then but start start with the phone start small yeah. yeah start and gradually grow right because lord knows you don't want to get addicted but you gotta i think a key thing to realize is is that it doesn't just end at like at smartphone gaming. There are no. other types of games. Once you graduate from your smartphone gaming platform, you'd go on to either console or PC gaming and that's where you get like tactile controls. You know, it's not just a touch screen now, so now it's more about precise control of what's going on. And that's where things could get a little bit you know, it can you can amp up the fun a little bit, I would say. And that's mm. where traditionalists would like to argue and say which is better, mouse or keyboard. 
or the, ah. the, the game pad. That's where you have the biggest wars. Mm. Then there's this joke on the internet of the PC master race because they feel keyboard and mouse are the best way and the only way to game. So there's a whole like battle between the PC master race and the, the, the consoles who are like the newer gamers. But now, but now the new gamers are the smartphone gamers. So those are the, it's, it's kind of funny how that that is now. That's the new way to game. Everyone is an expert. Everyone is a critic. Yeah. I can't with people. <laughs> so you got to choose your side. PC Master Race or the rest. <laughs> <laughs> What's the future of video games, You do you think? So this is an actual hard question because, again, I'm not necessarily super in the space so from a periphery i i did a little bit of research and apparently motley fool which again you can find all of our research on wokenfree.com in this episode that cloud gaming supposedly is the future of the video game world cloud-based video games work in a similar fashion as tv streaming technology the idea is that most are all of the computing necessary to render a game is done in a data center and the video game is a streamed is streamed via a high-speed internet connection back to the player on a tv computer or other supported device so that to me sounds very efficient it sounded like oh so when you're saving it should hopefully save very quickly (laughs) and that like every your your data with games is not going to go anywhere that that's what i got from this but i don't know if that's necessarily like the future of this space what are your thoughts all right so i'll tell you that that definition right there is a little bit confusing it doesn't i'll I'll try to put a little bit more simpler so if you look at a game on your phone yeah and you look at a game on a pc that has a $3,000 graphics card, you're going to see a big difference in how the game looks. That $3,000 graphics card is going to have a game that looks incredible compared to your phone. Mm-hmm. Incre- it's going to blow it out of the water. That makes but sense. But what cloud gaming does is it, it brings that PC gaming power to your phone. So now you don't need that $3,000 card or whatever it costs with the Tesla GPU and, and video cords or whatever. Wow. <laughs> I mean, CUDA cores. You don't need any of that stuff. You don't need the ray tracing ability. All you need is your phone because what will happen is the server will stream a game directly to your phone. Gotcha. And it takes it, and savings taken care of and data storage. That's all done over, over the, the Internet. So the issue comes with how fast is your connection speed and gaming lag. So gotcha. gaming lag is when I tell my character to move left, how does he move left immediately or is there a delay? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the issues that we face with cloud gaming right now. You have gaming lag and then you have just people don't have, they have spotty internet. So if your internet's messed up, you're done. You can't play the game. That's cloud gaming really. Mm-hmm. And what I think the future gaming is going to be is it's going to come down to AR and VR. You know, augmented reality and virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Both, right now, they exist in their infancy, but given enough time, they're going to be more mainstream. So, in terms of, like, the augmented reality, things like... Uh, something that just came out I saw today was this fan that you put on your... You just put it on your desk, and it'll blow hot or cold air, depending on the action that's taking place in the game. So that gives you a sense of immersion in the game. And then they have things like vibrating chairs that, like, rumble in certain spots... And they have like a, a, a vest that you can wear that if you're playing like a shooter game, you actually feel the shots in your, on your body. Now, I don't know if I want to use that, but you wow. can to get that sense of immersion. 
So you got the hot air blowing in your face, you got the vest on, and you really feel like you're there in the game. You know, that's what I think gaming gonna it's it's going towards. And then the ultimate end game is VR, like the Matrix. I'm thinking where you plug in and you're at you're in the gaming world, and mm. you can just choose what experience you want. That's the end game, pun that, intended. That's so interesting to to say that we are creating these very complex games to try to make them feel realistic. And it's like, but aren't we real? Like, why are we creating games that are supposed to be replicating life, but we are real? I, I, because you can do so things ironic. in life that you never do. So it's like, it's too expensive to put everybody on the moon, but if on the game you can go to the moon, that's great. Everybody oh. gets that experience. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a way to give people experiences that they never would get in real life. Like, like Google Maps, so, yeah, so you can go and of, see. <laughs> yeah, but what if you could actually feel like you're on the moon? What if you can touch the rocks? What if you can pick them up and throw them at that's things or whatever? That's just so what if you can do like archeo- uh, archaeological like studies? You can go and like yeah. dig up dinosaur bones. You can interact with T-Rex. You can ride elephants. Stuff like that. You, you could Just think of it almost like a cartoon. You know, cartoons show these weird things happening. Yeah. Imagine making those real though now. Make, making that feel real. It's just so interesting how many different That's avenues you can go down. of escapism human beings are always Oh yeah, it's all about seeking. escapism. Yeah, like, we're always, about it. we're like living our life and we're so concerned about ways to escape this life. Definitely, And yeah. then create these escapes that are very realistic. It's yeah. <laughs> It's like circularly weird. It's it's very interesting. Well, some people have a, a big, a strong stance against that. Uh, the, mm-hmm. At least that's what the I think the Nintendo president of um, America was saying. He's he was saying their game intentionally looks cartoony because they want to have that sense of like fantasy. Yeah. They want it, they want it to be fantasy. Like they don't want you to think like, oh, how real is that? That kind of looks like a no. Well, it's, they want it's you to weird. know that it's it's, it's, interesting. it's like a book. You know, it's a tale. It's all about just um, the art of it. Well, yeah, I mean... It tries to keep it as an art more than just, like, a simulation. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what we're trying to go towards is more towards simulation. It's interesting because, yeah, like, I'm a huge fan of horror and, and fantasy and sci-fi because it's not real. I'm, I, I'm not actually, like, my favorite things wouldn't be, like, the vagina monologues. You know, like, I'm not... <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I I want reality. I live it. I I'm not necessarily seeking. But see, how you like that. You like but the I films like that look talking, real, though. And I do like films that look real. But because imagine if those were cartoons. You can't name no. one horror cartoon that you no, like. No, 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 no. no <laughs> see, no, 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 no. Halloween. Michael Myers. Hello, Jamie Lee Curtis. I love you. Oh my gosh. There's a reason Walking Dead <laughs> is not a cartoon. It's yeah. a live action. There's a reason why. It's It's just the human. The human brain and wants and needs are very interesting. Yes, they are indeed. Uh-huh. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. It is time for the scenario. Scenario one. Your son's friend, Bradley, has been going on and on about the new military warfare first-person shooter, FPS for short, game called Call of Duty XS. You decide to find out more about the greatest game of all time and find this latest version has hyper-reality, and some violent gameplay that makes you blush. Do you talk to Bradley's parents about banning this game, or do you just chalk it up to boys being boys? Mm, that's interesting. Okay, so this is from the parents' perspective. I, I would say first, maybe speak to your son about uh, his experience with the game before trying to rat out 
like go to his <laughs> son's parents and be like, do you know what your son likes? Like <laughs> before you go down that road, maybe talk to your son and say, you know, what do you think about this game? And have your child express what they think. And if they're like, yeah, mom, it's really cool. I get to cut people's heads off. Then maybe be concerned. <laughs> but if your kid, if your kid is like, yeah, it's cool. Uh, can I have some you know, chocolate milk? Right? Like they're they're cool. They're not <laughs> they're not doing anything, right? Supposedly, hopefully. But well, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, but I would say first get an understanding i think kids the, the the fatal issue and disconnect between parents and children and no i'm not a parent but i will say as a child who has absorbed uh, kind of seen what other parents are doing with children and my own parents i think having a really great understanding of who your kid is really goes a long way in <laughs> creating a a scenario where you can you can have this open dialogue but if you just assume what your child is thinking you're most likely going to be wrong so talk to your kid before you out out the kid and his friend yeah yeah i agree mm -hmm. you definitely should talk to your son first before going to somebody else's kid and tell like trying to rule how he should live like figure out your child first that's what counts come on word then you can take it from there all right Scenario two, a new experimental VR headset is available at this brand new secretive game company, which your friend just started working at. Cardi lets you know that they are looking for beta testers to see if the tech they're using really can make people feel immersed in the game. You go to sign the waiver and see that you might have to submerge your body in a fluid, but will be provided an ample supply of oxygen at all times. Do you stop reading now and tear up the waiver? Or do you just skip to the end because if something happens, you're going to sue no matter what rights you signed away? It's a very aggressive scenario, Kalil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Both actions are aggressive at the end. You, you were in a, a different space in your mind. I, you... <laughs> I tried to put myself in your shoes. Thank you. Thank you, dearest. <laughs> uh, so with understanding your rights <laughs> you should probably read the full content of the document for which is stating what will happen or not happen uh if you need to negotiate something then the only way to do so is to understand what are the the terms that you no longer agree with and all of that good stuff uh you might want to seek counsel <laughs> if if it really comes down to that but ultimately uh, I would say if this is an exercise that is going to be submerging your body in some type of fluid and then you're going to be provided oxygen, that sounds a little intense. So I'm assuming this person is a bit of a risk taker. And if they're not, then this is you. They, okay. You're, you're, so you're, this so is I, your, what, I wouldn't be participating. <laughs> no sorry. You don't want to be the beta tester? Uh, no, thank you. I No, I'm good. I, I don't want to be submerged in any type of fluid. That's No, I'm good. Uh, Even if you're provided oxygen. So you should be safe at all times. Yeah, so I was already a baby in a womb. I'm not sure if I'm looking to reenact that experience. <laughs> uh, that's what that reminded me of. You, oh. it, it sounded like you're going into this kind of tunnel and you're... You, you, well, that's the first part of the experience. Once, the, once it starts, I think you're going to be emerged in like a whole different world kind of thing. Like the Matrix, right? So Something like um, that. Yeah, no, I'm You don't want to be the first to help 
get this platform up and running? No, I, I'm, I, that's not something that interests me. It doesn't move my okay. spirit, but maybe that moves someone else. And no, I wouldn't be thinking. I mean, I yes, I'm an American, but I, and I understand the litigious nature of America, but I don't like to roll that way. I think lawsuits should be explored when needed, not just for the kicks and giggles. It sounds like this person's like, hey, money man, hey. Well, right? no. and that's a little weird. Well, no, this, the, what they're saying is that if something happens, they're going to sue them no matter what. If everything goes right, they're not going to look for little things. But it's kind of okay. like if they lose a, a toe, then they're definitely going to sue them for it. Even if the waiver said you may be dismembered. I'm not saying it says that. Well, that I'm mean, not that, saying that, it says yeah, that, but, but it could people, have. But people do yeah. that. But yeah, so I'm not that kind of a person and uh, I'm not interested in this activity. So and, yeah. So you wouldn't take the chance then. You would no, just actually you I'll would stop. I'll leave that for someone. It's the same thing. You're not gonna find me on Survivor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there are other there are other games I will do. There are other things that I will participate in. I'm not interested in certain activities that require me to give up my soul in that sense. No. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Yeah, I, yeah. That my my spidey senses are going <laughs> off here, and they're saying, uh, "Tasha, run, run immediately, run." Wow. <laughs> and you? Um, I would. It dep- If the waiver is 50 pages long, I'm not reading the whole thing. I'm going to sign it. I'm definitely getting it in on the action. <laughs> Do not say oh, this on air, it's the truth. It's the truth. If it's 50, no one's reading a waiver that's 50 pages that's long. That's not true. But... All right, most people aren't. If it's five pages, I'll read it. But once it goes past 50, even f- I'll do 46. But 47 is way too many pages. You know that, too. Because I want to get in this gaming system and start gaming. I You're want to just see what's going ready on. Ready to rock your world, huh? Because I'll be one of the first. I'll be like, I'll pioneer that. And be the first to die. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, hey guys, don't dismember me if that's in this waiver. Don't do it. That's what I'll tell them. I better be. I better be intact when I'm out of this world, or else there's going to be something else that's not intact. I don't like this scenario. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> what's funny is, um, there's actually a. a a Black Mirror episode that's kind of similar to this. <laughs> so uh. Black Mirror fans will actually kind of be like, they might understand parts of this scenario. All right. They t- they definitely touch on this concept. Scenario three. Liara has been a gamer ever since she got her hands on her first joystick. She usually plays single player or only with her friends because she likes to avoid hearing racial slurs and derogatory comments while trying to relax and game. Do you think Liara is stuck to her single-player adventures? Or what can she do to play with people around the world without being so offended? So this is like a real scenario because, yeah, I remember you telling me about certain games having... Uh, hearing people saying all sorts of really crazy things. Yeah, also definitely. having Still doing that. Yeah, forums attached to these games where people say crazy things. So, uh, yeah. What I, can she do? So that's a that's like the the, the <laughs> one million dollar question. How can you solve racism? How can you solve <laughs> sexism, feminism, homophobia, uh, Islamophobia? <laughs> How can you solve that? Uh, that's changing hearts, right? So she can maybe start a campaign of like game, like only like love games, love people, or you know, love something. games and positivity. Yeah, like positive games only, or like you know only love, or some type of camp, maybe some type of video campaign where it's promoting the idea of people playing games and choosing 
to not say mean things, people choosing to play games and and support each other and not call each other derogatory terms and and racial slurs. And so maybe maybe starting some type of campaign and 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 making that go as viral and large and, and big as possible, maybe hitting up celebrities and telling them the stories. Maybe she's been bullied while doing this and this is kind of what made her stay away from it because usually celebrities seem to especially as a child uh if she's a child they like to help kids who are struggling with issues and stuff like that so i would say it's it's going to be a long journey right this isn't like some this isn't a short game thing that she's going to work towards but it would be commendable because i think it's deplorable that people are playing video games and using homophobic terms or racial terms or sexist terms or things that are offending certain communities like let's get it together guys we can play games without saying the n-word we can play games without saying the f-word like get a grip but you know here's the real kicker about this guess who's the biggest offenders oh you don't want me to answer that question (laughs) no oh you're gonna answer like that i was gonna answer in terms of age so this is these are children so these are kids that are under 15 that are doing all this all the all the adults on the (laughs) most of the adults on the platforms aren't doing this the kids are doing this because it's cool or look i get to stick it to them and say whatever i want you can't stop me again but adults are like they're they're not even doing that they're like when they trash talk it's going to be more sophisticated it's not going to be the stupidity that comes out of these little kids mouths but kids (laughs) are what kids that are really going crazy what's around them they didn't learn yeah it's true they're taking in they they take it from the media yeah (laughs) so Whatever they're seeing out there in the it's world true. being produced by adults. Yeah, you're right. Because yeah. <laughs> we don't have a bunch of TV shows produced by children. We have some shows like Long Island Girl Talk, but we do not have <laughs> most pr- content being produced are from adults. Yeah. So blame it on who's making it. No, but adults are making it, but parents got to reel their kids in. <laughs> they no, gotta that's another in. million dollar question. How do you control your child? Well, that's yeah, that's a whole different episode. Woo! Got to talk on it, guys. It's a whole different episode. If you have child look, children, you want to talk on that, please hit us yeah, up. Welcomefree.com. You, <laughs> you making multiplayer chatting unfun for the rest of the people that want a game because mm-hmm. you have these spoiled, rotten kids just talking just the worst things they can ever be saying and just ruining the game. It's like, come on. That's wild. I know it just makes it's it. Really it wild. makes it so that people just they just turn off their mics and they don't want to hear whoever they're playing with because it's just going to be too much crap. It reminds me of uh, someone we know who likes to turn off sound <laughs> when they don't like uh, when What's they don't like. Here? Yeah, it reminds me of that. that and yeah. that's sad where you have to not enjoy something fully. Yeah, you miss of out because some, sometimes these games are good with like strategies. You want to yeah. strategize with your teammates. You want to be like, hey, let's set up block here. Yeah. You can do this. I'll do that. But it's like, nope. You know what? I'm just gonna keep saying this word over and over again because i just learned it a couple of weeks ago and i'm gonna keep saying it i don't care pray for them <laughs> it's guys. like all right mm. that's a mute and now i can't chat with anybody because yeah i don't know who else is gonna be saying that see liara's in a, a bad situation here mm. and we got to do a little bit more to solve that so yes, anyone who's starting a campaign around video games and positivity, let us know. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to help feature you on the Woken Free platform because that would be a phenomenal thing. And if no one's doing that, get started. Someone choose to do that because it needs to happen. Yes, mm-hmm. ma'am. So guys, we are at that time again. It's the coming to the end of our 58th episode of Woke, Woke and Free. free. 
I can't. Pretty good. This was quite the episode talking all about the real impact of video games. And as per usual, I always ask, will I leave you hanging for what our next episode will be all about? On our next episode, we will be talking about whether people are obsessed with sex. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, submit a topic for an upcoming episode, share how you feel, you know what you need to do. You need to go to WokenFree.com and go to our Contact Us page. So again, that is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. And then you'll be able to holler at us. Of course, you can also reach us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at WokenFree. And again, if you want to comment review any of our episodes holler at us on all the different we're on like 18 different platforms guys <laughs> it's all listed on wokenfree.com if you didn't already subscribe please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every wednesday for woken free wednesdays remember woken free is more than a podcast it is a way of life until next time <laughs>